Have you ever wondered what your life would be like without sex? I certainly have. For some, sex is top of the list of things that contribute to a healthy relationship and a happy lifestyle. But for others, sex takes a back seat. Join me today in the closet as I talk sex and celibacy with Andre Viney, who's been celibate for 31 years and counting. He lets us in on his lifestyle and drops some jewels along the way. So with that being said, let's go. Hello. Hey there, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Perfect. <laughs> Some I, uh, technical difficulties. Yes, and I am not a computer or technology savvy person, so I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I hope this works. Listen, you and me both, because I lay listening, learn something new every day, and I was just... Like, come on, man. I finally figured out I had to actually turn the site on the desktop mode oh, for okay. it to go through. And thank goodness I did that, or else I would, who knows how much longer it would have took for us to figure <laughs> that out. <laughs> you know what? I was definitely prepared to wait it out. <laughs> man. <sighs> you joining well, us from the huh? I'm sorry, what'd you say? So you joining us from the West Coast, right? Where are you? California. Okay. Cali Love. I've only been That's to right. California like one time, but I'm dying to go back actually. How is it out there? Great. Okay, okay. So, um, we probably just gonna get right into it because sometimes I get a little awkward when it comes to just starting stuff and ending stuff. I don't know if you've listened to any of my episodes before, but the endings they be pretty awkward sometimes. Sometimes I just don't know yeah. what to say. Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm going to start off by asking you my first question, actually, and that is, what influenced your decision to be celibate? Mm. So, growing up, to take it from the beginning, growing up, I grew up in a relatively religious household. Um, you know, my family were uh, Southern Baptist. Mm. And uh, early on, that molded so much of my decision-making process going into adulthood, even if I didn't realize it on a conscious level. Mm -hmm. and it just evolved from there so to speak okay. uh, and it's not necessarily that any of the adults around me you know was dumping it in my head like don't have sex don't have sex don't do this don't do that it's just I came to my own conclusions 
in that regard because I always wanted and desired a connection that is centered around and a lifetime of spiritual fulfillment. Okay. Uh, so, um, did you have like when you got like to high school, maybe? Because I know that's when a lot of teenagers they get to experiment, doing all the other stuff. Maybe some is early on in like middle school. Did you have like any uh issues like um? sticking to celibacy in like high school or anything like that? No. No, because uh, in, a, in a way my, my, my mind was, I was so mission based on my life in that regard and just being a virgin. Being a virgin is very, very mission based mm-hmm. and I never I never had a pressing I'm not going to say never. Okay, let me rephrase that. I'm not going to say never, but my curiosity did not transition over into my sexuality until really adulthood, but even then so. I was so mission focused on whatever it is I wanted to do at the time in high school. It was athletics, you know, basketball, weightlifting, um, entrepreneurship, if you will. Uh, Those were things that were pressing interests to me. Um, And it was... So for me, it was never something that I struggled with. It just was what it was because it wasn't something that was such a cardinal part of my life. Okay. You know, and that's where it was then, you know, late teens, early 20s. It just was what it was. You know, I know a lot of friends and relatives, of course, you know, males and you know, females too, you know, were into exploring their sexuality and permiss permiss uh being promiscuous and what have you. I just had no interest. Because looking back at it now, being 31 years old, I have seldomly seen anyone benefit from living a highly promiscuous lifestyle in the long term. And it's not to condemn these individuals, not to condemn people who do. You live your life how you want to. Right. You're an adult. You have free will. Do do what you do you. Do you. It's fine. You know, but I just seldomly see how that's a benefit to anyone's life, you know, long term. Like, what are you gaining out of it other than uh, temporary pleasure? which oftentimes has long-term ramifications, both physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. So um, I just had no interest in that, so to speak. 
I always redirected my energy towards creativity and uh, just living my life on my terms. I completely understand that. It's, it's kind of like, um, like maybe drinking or like smoking to me. Because when I was in high school, most of my friends, they drank or they smoked. And I just, I didn't really have an interest in it, Yeah, it's crazy when you think about it. And not necessarily in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in the worst way possible. But you just know where you stand in, in right. all of that. And everyone hits a crossroads in their decision making. In, in, especially when it comes to sex because sex is such a mountainous aspect of our identities and we don't realize it, how much of it is, how much it drives you know, men to pursue certain careers for women you know, to pursue certain looks, uh, way to dress, and so forth and it's all encompassing so for me when you disengage from all of that you can have a true authentic view into not only those around you but a deeper more in-depth perspective of self yeah yeah i get that i know you said you sometimes you focus on being like creative and stuff like that and i do feel like that I feel like sexuality or the urge to have sex is yeah. related to creativity. Sometimes when I get in the mood, I want to <laughs> yeah. create stuff. And I feel like that comes from, like, I guess our biology, maybe. Because that's what, that's a purpose of sex is to create, to create life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I definitely, I get what you're saying there 100%. Right. And creating life does not have to be the literal configuration of creating life it could be creating creating life when it comes to uh, a business or any kind of goal related to fitness or making art or if you're an architect building a building whatever that is whatever that looks like it's bringing forth into the imaginative intangible world onto the physical 3d world Right. I completely understand. Sometimes when I get in the mood, it's not necessarily that I want to have sex, but it's I get the urge to write or I feel inspired. I guess that's the way to explain it. I feel inspired to do something like with this podcast or with writing like poetry or something like that. Right. Absolutely. And yeah, when people, you know, when you're feeling horny and see, that's another thing. Words have such an impact on your sexuality as well, because mm-hmm. even the word horny, for example, when you hear that word, you have certain images and feelings that come to mind and you automatically associate that with the releasing of energy rather than the cultivation of energy. So immediately when we start to feel that, oh, okay, I associate with that word horny instead of you can take that feeling and put any word to it and it doesn't change the feeling mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying yeah so you can change the word horny to the word inspired to the word thrilled to the word creative you see what i'm saying yeah. it doesn't change the, it doesn't change what it is but now you've stripped it of that 
association, now you can move that energy towards the direction that you wanted to on your own terms instead of the one that was assigned to you. Yeah, you 100% right. I mean, you said that perfectly. So what have you learned about like society being like celibate? I know I've seen sometimes where we have adult virgins and some people are just like, oh my God, I can't believe you never had sex like at your big old age or something like that. I think that's crazy, by the way, to feel like just because you're an adult or a certain age that you have to have had sex or something like that. But what's been your experience with it? So when it comes down to that, when I tell people that, oh, I am a virgin, you know, you, you get. I've generally gotten three reactions, generally three different reactions throughout the course of my life. It's usually broken down into these categories. Oh, hey, that is so great. Congratulations. I wish I held on to mine longer. You know? Yeah. That's you're you're so one. unique. Yeah, you're so unique. And blah, blah. then people are curious. You know, then they ask questions like, well, do you masturbate? Or how, have you ever um, been in a relationship? uh have you ever gotten a hand job you know those type of questions (laughs) you know tend to tend to arise uh so to speak and um then you you have the other question people just sometimes flat out questioning my sexuality altogether like oh are you heterosexual and because because i'm a you know i'm considered i guess you could say more or less a traditionally handsome man yes so, um, it, it's it, it's it, it stipends people, or excuse me, it um, it uh, throws people off. It makes them go like, "Huh, really? You?" Because the <laughs> expectation is when they think of an adult, you know, man, virgin, they think of a man who's a. I hate using terms like this, but like a quote unquote incel. You know, like a man. You know, he's. Maybe not the most attractive, uh, you know, nerdy or geeky. He's yeah. not, doesn't have a big presence, you know, socially awkward. That's what they kind of think of men who are in my age group that are virgins. They don't necessarily think of the man, you know, who's in shape, you know, charisma, good looking, so forth. They don't think of that. So um, I think that disrupting the, st- the status quo in that has been pretty interesting. And as far as how I deal with it, it, it is what it is. I don't, it's not bothersome to me. I always welcome all the questions, positive or negative, because at the end of the day, I share my story as a testimony of you can redefine how your energy is used in this life. Mm-hmm. You don't have, even when we use words I, and see, understand sexual energy, it's not just in one emotion, you know, if right. you will. It's not just, oh, I'm feeling horny. It's, it pours itself into all of your emotions when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're angry, when you're frustrated, rage, despair, joy, abundance, opulence. It pours into all of those emotions. When you're able to redefine what that is for yourself on your terms, then that in imbues you with a power like no other 
I understand what you're saying. What have you like learned about yourself since being like celibate? Have you had like a, I guess like an eye opening moment or something? Uh, just uh, with uh, being a virgin. Uh, one thing I could say I learned most about myself is the amount of depth that the human being is capable of, that a human being is able to produce just from that cultivating that energy alone and being able to see and have discernment of not only others' truest intentions, but myself. Because when you take that out of the equation, once you take sex out of the equation, once you take sex as a motivator out of the equation, you can't bullshit yourself. <laughs> you, you, you can't you can't bullshit yourself into doing something into doing something that you know spirit or you know higher self god doesn't want you to do or does what you want to do because you're going to you could feel it so much more because that just that that distraction so to speak that energy center has been redirected and it's clear it's like if you move it's like you are cleaning your house and you're taking everything apart things that you don't need things that no longer serve you you're just removing out now you have this almost empty home and it's literally there's dirt right there i need to do this that wall needs to be painted there's that crack there's no more hiding <laughs> you see what i'm saying it's like yeah. there it is there it is in all its glory so you can either what i've learned is you can either take that energy and Run with it with all of your glory, all of your might, all of your attention, or you can put your blinders on, have tunnel vision, and just ignore it day after day after day. But when you do that, when you ignore it day after day after day, it grows. And that the, the sound, the noise grows louder and louder and louder. And it gets to a point to where it can almost drive you to the brink of insanity because of how loud it is. You know, because regardless if you acknowledge or deny its inevitability, the truth of who you are and what it is that you are assigned to do, it's going to blossom light. You are absolutely right about that. Uh, before I got into a relationship, the relationship that I'm in now, um, I was single mm -hmm. for like five years before that. And oh wow! Granted, I did I did have sex from time to time, but it was like yeah. drastically less than all that. what I would mm -hmm. usually do in like a relationship. But right. I noticed like during those five years, I got to know so much about myself that I just. I never thought that I would do some of the things that I did or, you know, um, stuff like that. I just felt like I yeah. was more in tune with who I am and I was becoming more of, well, coming into my own, I guess you could say. And I really, right. I'm really grateful for those. I'm grateful for those five years and the less sex and stuff like that. I feel like I got a lot of stuff accomplished, not only in like the physical world, but mentally emotionally spiritually i feel like i did a lot of healing and a lot of growing because i feel like i had yeah. a 
I could see clearer. I guess you could say that. I feel like I was in a much clearer headspace. Right. Yeah, that's powerful. That and that's and that's real. So, do you think your life would be um, a lot different if you weren't celibate? Oh, absolutely. How so? See, there's a dark side to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like dark stuff. <laughs> I see this. For me, I'm an extremist. Mm -hmm. And I know that about myself through the course of my life and the decisions I've made. Even, you know, remaining a lifelong uh, virgin. Because the other side of that, the other corner of that, is to be highly promiscuous, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that. Sorry about that, y'all. There was a little bit of a connection issue going on. But while we on this pause, I am so excited to say that I have gained listeners in the UK. Yes, that's right, in the United Kingdom. I can add that to the list of South Africa and the Philippines, and I am so fucking excited about that. Oh my God. But anyway, we're going to get back to the show. Hey, we back. All right. <laughs> I hope that happens sometime. Right. Because I'm a highly sexual being. You know, that's mm -hmm. the that's the thing. I'm an extremely sexual being. And so I can only imagine how that'll look in a lower vibrational existence. Mm -hmm. I don't imagine myself. I'm not going to say that I don't imagine myself being a, a horrible person, but not nearly as virtuously bounded, so to speak. And that's the best way I can put that. Okay. I actually I wondered about um I wondered about being celibate, but I'm not sure that I just have have what it takes to commit to that. I don't know if I'm over that little um you know, I just I wanna have sex or I'm not sure. It's just something I thought about though. You you have to I've learned that people talk about oh my gosh you're so that's the other thing I forgot to mention people say you're so disciplined you're so disciplined you're so disciplined it's not discipline it's not discipline it's commitment mm. discipline and commitment are not the same things they lead to a similar path, but they're not the same. You see, because discipline is merely a tool that allows you to stay committed, but it's not the it is not the pathway to long-term commitment, necessarily to speak. Or excuse me, it's not the it's not the final destination of getting to where you're trying to be. It's merely a tool. Discipline is just the returning to ritualistic habits on a day-to-day -day basis. 
you know, no matter, regardless of the current atmosphere, discipline is just saying like, hey, you know what, no matter if it rains, sleets or snow, I'm going to go out here, you know, and sow these seeds in my garden so it can grow. That's discipline. Mm-hmm. Com- commitment is the vision plus the mission is the vision plus the mission equaling taking the actions necessary to see what it is your vision has in store for you to be fulfilled. You know, I've actually never thought about the difference between discipline and commitment because I've said to myself a bunch of times like I need to I guess train myself in discipline with um, certain things not just like uh, sex but other stuff whether it be like working out or eating right or even just doing this podcast getting up and doing the work and stuff like that yeah because before you can be disciplined you have to be committed and I say that to say Without the commitment, discipline is just, it has no story behind it. It's just doing it for the sake of doing it. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's no end game, so to speak. There's no <sighs> emphasis on importance or it mattering beyond what it, what actions are being taken. So... Mm-hmm. For me, this is my, this is my uh, purpose, if you will. This is, this assists me in my purpose. You know, this assists me in having clarity of mind and in spirit. You see what I'm saying? And when you are lacking in that, when you're lacking in the story, the discipline will, will eventually fall apart unfortunately, because you'll move on to something else, something that's more meaningful to you, because you're, we're willing to endure the discipline uh, to fulfill the commitment. But if you don't have commitment, you know, at the end of that tunnel, the discipline doesn't have a foundation to stand on. If that makes sense. That makes perfect sense, actually, especially, um, you know, when, when you say you will endure the discipline, or whatever because I've I felt like I've had this problem with like committing to certain stuff usually like projects or something I start I just I feel like I've never been able to finish them I don't know if it's because I've like lost interest or something like that but actually just listening to you and thinking about it now I probably was just not committed to that like at the time well I'm gonna say for example um like waste beads or something like an arts and craft project I started making like uh, waste beads or I started like painting and just doing a bunch of stuff. But then I started noticing I'm not finishing this stuff. Like I started, I'm really happy about it. I get into the mode, you know, I wake up, I want to do more, but for some reason I'm not able to go through with it. Except for like with this, um, with this podcast. Uh, with right. this podcast, I feel like, well, actually, I haven't even thought about discipline 
in regards to the podcast, but I have thought about commitment because I feel like of course I'm really committed to this. I have on my I have a whiteboard um in my kitchen and right now up there it says, you know, stay consistent, the motivation will come. Cause sometimes, right. you know, you just you might wake up and think, I don't really feel like doing this or something like that. But I've gotten to the point where even if I do feel like that, I still get up. If I don't record like a whole episode or something, I'm working on an episode that I previously recorded, you know, maybe like editing and some music or some some stuff, anything to stay consistent. And I can tell that me by doing that, this is something that I truly am committed to. Absolutely. Because (sighs) commitment when you're committed to anything, the discipline will fall in line. The discipline will be there. When you're starting a new habit, particularly, discipline is important in the infancy stages for you to hammer in and solidify those new habits. But after time, it just becomes automatic. Mm-hmm. And if you find yourself consciously having to implement discipline over a long stretch of time, then you have to re examine is what I'm committed to truly what matters most to me. Right. Because spirit will always tell you like, yo, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? There's a difference. (laughs) You know that, you know that feeling, you know, that feeling when something just isn't the right fit for you, you know, like, yeah, I know these shoes ain't the right size, you know, and yeah, I got to put them on right now, you know, until, I can afford to get some shoes that actually fit me, but you know those shoes are not the ones that you're going to walk in when you get to the destination of fulfilling your greatness. All right, I get you. I get you. Yeah, you're saying completely. Because you know, I like I with this podcast that I've been doing. I like literally. Yeah go to sleep thinking about it i wake up thinking about it during the day like even when i'm i was working like a full-time job i'm like constantly in my head what episode can i do next or you know something something like that i feel like it's it's spirit telling me you supposed to be doing this i've looked back on some old like um facebook memories you know those those infamous memories that pop up on facebook (laughs) (laughs) i've even i've looked at some of them and they've been like you know i like asking personal questions or something something like that relating to interviewing people doing what i'm doing now and that was all the way back in like 2010 or 2015 and stuff like that and i feel like all of this is just like it's been in the making it's been spirit telling me this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what you want to do. This is what you love. This is my passion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I get your door sending you monthly envelopes, letters, <laughs> invitations, and it's ever so present. So once you answer it, you're, you're fully immersed in it in a matter of time. I realize too, once you clear out all the unnecessary excuse me unnecessary noises and distractions from you that are not true to your core values once you clear all that out everything else it's just what it is 
You know, mm-hmm. it just becomes a part of who you are. It becomes as easy as breathing. It becomes as simple as getting up and washing your face, brushing your teeth, bathing. So yeah, it becomes absolutely. natural, a part of you. Absolutely. Okay. So I, I kind of wanted to go back to something you said about uh, mm-hmm. dating. You said you get questions about like, do you date and stuff like that. Um, have you dated? Right. Like, do you, have you been in like long term relationships? And if so, um, has your partner been celibate or not? Yeah. So I've actually been in long term relationships and. Yes, uh, for the most part, my partners have always been celibate along with me. Um, there's a few outliers along that, but for the most part, yeah, it's I bet been that fairly is consistent. Amazing, just the the intimacy that you get from that with like without the sex. The intimacy that you get from that varies from person to person. Like I said earlier, there's no hiding. When once you take sex out of the equation, there's no hiding, you know, mm-hmm. from one another. You can't use that as a buffer, as a filter, you know, of like, uh, well, I don't really like them, but their sex is great. So I stay. But once you take that out of the equation, once that's no longer part of the contractual agreement, yeah, you, you see the person for who they really are. And you can either take those ingredients, grow together, or you go your separate ways because at that point you have to almost it's just if you don't it's 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 just it's it's almost uh like torturous yeah you know committing um committing like a a spiritual uh emotional perjury yeah i get that because i mean you know you you hear uh people say a lot and you see it sometimes um just like every day you see people in these toxic relationships and when you ask them you know like why you stay so long or something like that not all of them but i feel like a good number of them are like well the sex was good at least that's been my experience um not staying in a relationship because the sex was good because i'm i'm just not one of those people to do that but um, i have i've known people uh men and women they have stayed in some real messed up situations and they just like the sex was good. I just kept going back. Well, yeah, because it's, it's a drug. It becomes a drug. It nullifies you. It numbs you. It sedates you. It keeps you conscious enough to stay in that relationship. It keeps you happy enough to stay in that attachment it keeps you happy enough to relish in the fleeting moments of pleasure that come along your way yeah i really feel like if more people well if people just i actually saw a post on facebook um that said something along those lines Um, and it was talking about men it said men some men really don't like women they just they like the sex or whatever they don't like the right they like the pussy of course oh yeah yeah the same definitely goes for women too i've known women to do that also they do not like this guy or something like that and they just because he has a nice he got a nice package she knows to do with it maybe and the cycle just continues right 
Exactly. The cycle continues because you have people who who are not being authentic and honest with themselves enough to allow that space of vulnerability in acquiring a partner that is truly their match or even just taking that same energy and attention and using it to create a life that they can truly love and be proud of. I want to ask you now about celibacy and your spiritual journey. I know you said you grew up um, Southern Baptist, you say it? Right. Okay, and what what exactly is Southern Baptist? Like, how is that different from, um, I guess, regular Baptist or other? I'm not real familiar with that. So, Southern Baptist... Um, pretty much. Um, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what uh how you grew up in terms of um religious or spiritual convictions, but um you know my family is originally from uh, Louisiana and Mississippi. Um, okay. The maternal side of my family are from Louisiana, and Mississippi. So you know I grew up you know in and around like the black church type of environment. So mm-hmm. Southern Baptist that looks like you know charismatic preaching style you know singing and the choir you know it's clapping and people having the holy ghost and (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah that that sounds Uh, a lot like my upbringing of course like uh being baptized the mother's board in the front row Mm -hmm. (laughs) i used to love men i used to mm -hmm. love Singing the mother, the mother's board because of the hats. I just felt like the fashion. Right, the hats are there. The hats. I listen. The hats was setting. The hats is the hats was setting trends before, or you know, the hats was beautiful. The hats yes. is you know trendy for for like the longest time. Royalty. And you could feel the energy and the and the love from a lot of a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you can feel like almost like you're. You're 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 protected there. Uh, how do you feel that your well, that celibacy is related to mm-hmm. your spiritual journey? It evolved. It disassociated itself from the religious aspects of it, and I was able to cultivate an atmosphere of ingenuity through exploring my mind and heart's deepest parts. Because once you strip that of it, it's like, okay, your mind will wander. Your mind will look for things to ponder upon. It will look for things to do. It's like, okay, he doesn't want to have sex. (laughs) (laughs) He's not interested in that. That's That's huge. That's a huge part of human existence is sexual expression. Okay, he doesn't want to do that. So I have to... We still got to move this energy around. We still got to do something with it. So where is it going to go? So wherever I directed it at, it just drilled deep holes into wherever it is I directed attention at. And within those deep holes, I dove deep into uh, those fields of expression. So if that's just art, that's writing, that's speaking, that's, you know, fitness, coaching, others it allowed me to have an insight and still to this day it 
grows and allows me to have an insight into the human mind and spirit eludes many people because they're so distracted from their lower desires. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying the desire of wanting to have sex in itself is lower, but the fact that there's, it's like, what comes after that? Okay. You release this energy, but now what? A lot of times people release the energy and they allow that momentum to die straight after. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's like, okay, listen, I'm not, and I took this, I'm not against you wanting to have sex. I'm not against you wanting to, you know, uh, get, get your freak on. <laughs> <laughs> what um what I what I stand firm on though is okay, what happens after? Like, okay, you're gonna get your freak on. Okay, now that you release that energy, what are you gonna do with it? Are you just gonna lay down and then just go back, you know, to what you were doing before? And it's like, okay, well, I'm just gonna chase the I'm just gonna chase the dragon again. Or am I going to use that? energy that i just released okay that momentum that feeling that i felt and i'm going to proliferate it i'm going to elongate it i'm going to apply it to my business i'm going to apply it to my health i'm going to apply it to uh making my life better in this aspect you see what i'm saying yeah yeah actually a lot of times for me if i've just had like some really great sex I want to be up. I I don't be wanting to go to sleep. And I know, um, I feel like this is a myth or whatever. You know, some people say, um, like, great sex puts you to sleep and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. all fine and cool and stuff. But for me personally, I be up. I'm ready to do stuff. Like, I'm singing. And I just, like you said, I, I keep that energy going. I never actually thought right. about that in the in the way that you just explained it, though. Um, but it's it's one and the same. Like I just I right. either make music, I wanna write, or I'm just I wanna do something. I feel vibrant, I feel I need to be in motion. Right, because sex is spiritual energy, you know, spiritual energy exchange. Yeah, it's a sacred thing. Yeah. So do you think you would ever um I feel like I kind of already know the question to this, but do you think you could ever date a partner that wasn't celibate? Oh, of course. Oh, okay. Because I was actually thinking you might not because it probably wouldn't uh, align with what you wanted. But you said, of course. Okay, okay. Yeah, because it doesn't, their, their experience, their experience, that's their story. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And I, you know, I'm a firm believer in that polarities are great beneficiaries to one another because you learn more from each other when you, you learn more from one another uh, when you have, when you have, I, I, this is what I believe in just in terms of relationships in general, you should always align yourself with people who share the same core values as you, but have a different level of temperament than you what i mean by that is like okay we both believe in you know the same type of lifestyle the same type of uh way of living how you treat people you know how we view ourselves in the world ambition so forth we those are the same but Mm -hmm. the way of how we express them 
is different and that's what attracts us to each other because that's where the learning and the growing comes into place so if i'm you know dealing with a woman for example who um may have been a sex worker you know or maybe her profession you know she does like you know massages or she does sensual healing and what have you that is a different expression of how i use my sexual energy but it's still a profound expression you know it's still an expression that is authentic to her you see what i'm saying I do. and the beauty in that is that like we can learn so much from one another you can see it's learning how to make it's because it's how you use that energy and make constructs with it you see what i'm saying you make constructs with it or i guess even in this case constructs <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So how do you utilize that in such a way to where it becomes invaluable in both of your lives or in multiple people if you're in a polyamorous relationship? Whoa, so. poly life. yeah so and and even along those terms again there's so much to learn from people when there's diversity of perspective you know and experiences if we're all the same that's great i'm not saying there's anything wrong because then you can the benefit of that is you can always affirm each other but i'm also for the strength of if we're all different as long as we share the same core values we have so much to learn from one another and you may not always agree on everything but the growth is still going to be there and the respect and love is there because again you're bounded by the same uh or at the very least a similar mission right yeah well i man that was really well put and i really enjoyed this conversation too because it's a you put some things in perspective for me and I'm thinking about a few things a little different. I do want to say that um, I used to, well, I see you post a lot and I was always just really curious, like, how how is life for him? <laughs> I always wanted to know. <laughs> I did. I feel like you were a really cool person. And then when I saw that you were a virgin and you were celibate, I was like, Okay, we are on to something. I gotta talk to him and see, like, <laughs> I gotta see what's going on. Like, tell me going on with that going on in those neck of the woods, huh? Yes, I wanted to yeah. know because, like I've said, I've I've thought about being celibate before, and when I was single for those five years during the time periods I didn't have sex, you know, I, I felt good and I felt way different. So I really just wanted like a first hand account on. What's this like for somebody else who actually is celibate? Listen, I'm on a side note. I am working on a group right now on Facebook, uh, and we will be having great content there and actually when you mentioned that, it made me think I'm having an upcoming challenge, you know, for people to join in, you know, regarding that, regarding celibacy, mm-hmm. like a, a 30 day challenge, a 30 day uh, celibacy and uh, spiritual cleansing challenge. Wow. So stay tuned for that. 
indeed. Do you and have a, it's um, just do you have a, like a group name, a name for the group or something yet? Yes, the name of the group is uh, the House of Opulence. House of Opulence, okay. So um, coming soon, still under construction, but coming soon nonetheless. And uh, yeah, um, I appreciate you, you know, inviting me onto your podcast. Um, having this talk with you has been a joyous one indeed. And I look forward to, you know, future meetings as well. I do as well. I was already thinking like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to have to talk to him some more because I like how, <laughs> how you really get in depth and I really like how you express yourself and you express yourself to where I feel like everybody can understand you or at least understand where you're coming from. And I, I like that. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you for having me on. Well, I'm about to get ready and wrap it up here. I'm in my closet and it gets hot in here after a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hey, listen. Next time we're going to be in the studio for sure. Yes, that is my goal. I'm going to work my way up to it. Yeah, studio. speaking into existence. Yes, and people are going to be like, I remember when she started in her closet. <laughs> Exactly. Closet Diaries. Yes. We in it. I had a real good time <laughs> talking to you. And for those of y'all listening, uh, once again, be on the lookout for House of Opulence. And um, that's by Andre Benny. Is that how you pronounce your last name, Benny? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, okay. I, can hear you. I think it kind of cut out a little bit. It's probably my phone. It, it feel a little hot. It might be about to blow up. <laughs> we good. <laughs> but yeah, I just I want to thank you for coming on and thank you for being open and honest and just sharing with all of us. Absolutely, Brittany. And uh, to your viewers, you know, stay tuned. Great things coming along. Yeah. Andre. My name is Andre. Andre Viney also known as Dre the Virgin. I'm a fitness coach and spiritual mentor. And you can find me on Facebook, you know, Andre Viney. And well, there you have it. We just got the inside scoop on what it's like being celibate. I want to thank Andre Viney again for sharing his story with me. And I want to give another special thanks to my new UK listener or listeners. I want y'all to know that y'all rock and I love y'all. Keep on sharing and tell your friends about my podcast. So with that being said, if you stay to the end, we now best friends. All right, y'all. I'm out.